all right, I know you've heard this phrase before. It's called healing your wounds. And I know that that's maybe the most generic thing that anybody could ever say to you when it comes to your healing process, right? Like, you just got to heal your wounds. You know those bullies in high school? Heal your wounds. You know that, that girl that broke your heart? Heal your wounds. And you're like, how in the world do I heal my friggin' wounds? Like, what does that mean? And how do I go about that? And how do I know when it's fixed? Like, how about like, yeah, when you get fired from a job? Heal your wounds. <laughs> Leah stepping in today for your Mental Health Monday. Welcome to the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Yes, this is a very interesting episode of Certified Mama's Boy explain in a second. Uh, in case you're new to our show, hello. This is a, a feel-good podcast I do every single day with my mom. And we have three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot. And we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Okay. So I got to explain the jankiness of what's happening right now because <laughs> in case you're wondering what you're supporting when you listen to Certified Mama's Boy, it's literal complete garbage. <laughs> um so my mom literally just landed a few hours ago. Um, we just sat and talked for just a little bit. And now we are, we're in here trying to record this quickly before uh, we get into this. But I just need, just need you to picture this. And certified fans, I'll post this picture. Um, but I, mom, I want you to describe <laughs> your temporary studio for the week while you're in Baltimore. Okay. So I'm in the guest room and I am... Perched on the bed, sitting on the bed with the ironing board in front of me with my computer and my microphone on top of it. Yep. <laughs> Literally, my mom's so laptop is on an ironing board and she's sitting off the edge us. of a bed. <laughs> Do you think that Joe Rogan has this kind of setup or who else is a big podcaster? I don't even can't think of anyone else right now. No, they have studios. We literally have ironing boards and beds that we sit on. <laughs> And the microphone that you bring from home, your home studio <laughs> That's that right. brought with you. And my computer. Well, I will say this is probably a better setup, though, than setting up in the kitchen. Usually we oh. set up in the kitchen with the microphone and talk back and forth. And I feel yeah. like this is still a better option than that. Yeah, I think this is much better. Honestly, but, I do. Uh, that's the, uh, the sit. <laughs> so just know that's like the, you know, that's what you're getting yourself into today. So to be completely honest with you, um, Today's not going to be a super long first part of the episode because it's already late here. It's about seven o'clock right now and I need to go get dinner done and spend time with my mom. And um, so I want to do a quick weekend recap and then we'll do our quote and then we'll get to Leah. So and then tomorrow we'll kind of get back more into, uh, into normal. Mom, give me a recap of the weekend, including your flight over here. Okay. Um, well, you know, my weekend on Saturday was at a uh, memorial service for my sister-in-law, Judy. Yeah. And I was tasked with the eulogy. Um, but it was a lovely time. Uh, I, you know, very close to my nephews. And so it was good to be with them. And um, Brian and Aunt and Maggie and John were all able to come. And so uh, there were probably, I don't know, 100 people there. And it was nice to, you know, share stories and to meet people that have known her from her other life, really, you know. Right. Um, right. So that was fine. And then um, today, of course, I have, today being Sunday, I have spent the day getting here because I had to leave at 10 a.m. 
from my house to get to your brother's house at 11-ish so that he could drive me to the airport around 11.30. I got there at noon, 20 minutes through security. I was probably one of a dozen people in the airport with a mask on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, so so the, the I don't know how it is in your family, but in the Yancey family, there's like this really uncomfortably early policy about getting to the airport. <laughs> and it always has been mm-hmm. like if the, re- if the recommended time is two hours, which we all kind of know two hours is like a lot. Right. Like no one, no one really gets there two hours ahead of time. Right. That usually means the Yanceys get there three to four hours ahead of time. <laughs> and that's really dictated by Jim Yancey. And then it goes down from there. <laughs> that's true. But I, um, but I do have an hour drive and right. another so, 30 minute trip to the airport. So Yeah. What time did you get to the um, the airport? I got to the airport around noontime. And your flight was at? 1.45. Oh, that's good. That's normal. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was yeah. actually really good. Um, and, I feel good about that. And, yeah. and the flight here? Flight here was fine. It was a full flight. Um, I had quiet neighbors, which I'm always, always appreciative good. of. Yep. And I, you know, did not bring my bag on board this time. I'm tired of that. So I had packed my larger bag and put it in the, you know, the check luggage. Yeah. I didn't realize that it cost $30 to do that. Right. Hmm. Oh, well, that was fine. Wait, um, so for your roller bag now, it's 30? 30 bucks. And Delta. And Delta. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sky Sound, Miles that customer like spirit. and everything. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like spirit now. What in the world? Yeah. He, you know, he said that'll be $30 and Tips are appreciated. I was like, Tips are appreciated for what? That's what he said. And I said, You know, thank you very much. Here's my card for the $30, and I have no cash, which was not a lie, but, you know, I thought that was kind of pushy. Wait, tips are appreciated for what? <laughs> for him putting it on the bat, the rack. I, I No, I put it on the rack. I guess for him taking it off the rack and printing up the ticket and giving me my claim check. What in the world? But the good news was that the did you wait? Did you use the people outside? Yes. Okay. See, this is what I've never understood about the outside inside people. The the outside people always expect a tip, but the inside people never expect a tip. So what's the difference? I'm not sure, but you know, I, I believe that's true because I don't remember ever being asked for a tip. Yeah, that's so bizarre. Maybe they're not supposed to accept tips, and if they're upstairs, they're they're seen. Yeah. <laughs> Help me yeah. Taught. yeah. No, I doubt that because we, I mean, I usually do tip people, but honestly today I didn't have, I didn't have any cash. So I went to the ATM on my way to the security gate. Um, But still that's crazy. We're just tipping over everything now. It's just uh, like unbelievable, know, you know, know, like God, yeah. tipping for my bag. Yeah. But my flight was, was good. Good. And you were And here. now you're here. I got you know, here I do, 25 minutes early. Yeah, so this is also, do you feel the same way about flying to where, like, arrival times are, are like are like fairy tales nowadays? <laughs> like, I don't think anyone's actually ever on time anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone is. Like, I don't know why we have arrival time. So, you know, I'm over here, like, and I look down, and I'm like, okay, my mom's going to be here an hour, so I need to, like, start getting my house kind of cleaned up, right? Which, by the way, I did not get my house cleaned up. <laughs> um, I felt I felt terrible. My mom's actually washing the sheets right now, so I just didn't. And it was just a, a rough all, weekend. I just didn't have my good. shit together. It's all good. Um, she, um, 
she I was supposed uh, to land at three. Yeah, she's supposed to land at three twenty-four. Yeah, right. Three twenty-four yeah. was yeah. the official time that I got in the email. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll be damned if like three oh five. My mom texts me. She's like, "I'm here." I said, "Oh my god." <laughs> Yeah, like at five till like three. As early is a lot. They had started serving just drinks, you know, and they got about a third of the way down the line. He came on and he said, uh, "You know, we'll be taking our final descent down into Baltimore, so there will be no more beverage service." We're like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, <laughs> they never even got Done. near us. So Done. So uh, I guess it's the way of the wind, you know. Yeah, the wind ships. Yeah. Yep. So it blew me on in here, and I'm here. And I'm excited I, to be here. I want to say one thing, um, too, about the first thing you said when you walked in the house. Do you remember what you said? Oh, about The Kiki? first observation that you made? Yeah. Kiki. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I haven't seen Kiki since last summer. And, oh, she's so sad. Oh, my goodness. She is so bone thin. Yeah. And, you know, she's grayer. And, oh, honey, it just hurts my heart. I know. Hurts my heart. So in case you don't know, this is my chihuahua. That's we're getting towards the end of the road, mm. and you know, I think her spirits are okay. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's her spirits are okay, but she's just you know, she's mm. just an old lady now. She's just a, yeah. she probably thinks the same thing about you. She's like, holy shit, look at my grandma. When does she get so old? <laughs> exactly. Gosh, I haven't seen her in a while. I haven't seen her in a she's while. Really she got aged. She got frail. What happened? <laughs> She's probably thinking the same thing about you. She probably, That's just to kind of give you an idea of like Kiki's, you know, mm-hmm. I see her every day. And so I know she's yeah. been kind of thin. Oh, it's shocking to me. Yeah. She's she's not doing great right now. No. Okay. Really quick re- weekend recap. I had a really freaking hard weekend. Um, still going through my shit. Um, I working feverishly. Do have some stories coming up. I just, uh, today I just, uh, I just know that I've really just been, in my head about everything. And I, um, You're I promise just processing you, a lot, right? I'm just, now. I'm just processing a lot. Mm-hmm. Mom, you kind of know what's going on. I mean, how would you, how would you describe the situation of what I'm going through right now? Like, how would you describe the, like, like the phase I'm in right now of what I'm, what I'm doing? And if you say too much, I'll just edit this out. <laughs> okay. I, I think it's, I think it, it has to do with it, the time of life. Yeah. You know, you're almost 40 and you're you're looking at your life and uh, where you are, where you've been and where you want to go. And uh, where you want to go is a little scary. Yeah. And so, you know, you're kind of um, stuck right now. You're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I know you will be unstuck. We all come to those places and where we need to take a risk and need to do something different and it challenges us in a lot of different ways and just takes time, just takes time. But um, have all the confidence in the world that you will get to exactly where you need to be. It's just a real, and again, like I promise you when I can, I just need to like get my head wrapped around this first. And what sucks is like, you ever have a problem and it's like all encompassing of your life mm-hmm. it's kind of just like all you can think of mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's like just kind of consuming my life right now for better or worse like it's just it's hard because like everywhere i go everything i do like my energy's already just low it's not feeling good you know mm-hmm. and 
I it's just winter, it's cold it's yeah. dark here today this will and you'll you'll understand eventually this will all you know come clean you know not come clean but like <laughs> I'll come to you know come to, to, to the show yeah and, and shortly shortly you'll understand more shortly mm-hmm. um of kind of what's happened and um but you know it's just it's just it's funny when you're going through something and like it's all and it's like all you can think about it's like all you can think about it's like all you can really focus on maybe it's just me am i am i am i right or is this is this a me thing or is this an everybody thing no i think we all get wrapped up in ourselves and our troubles and excuse me it's like a vicious cycle you know the harder we work at it the tighter the strings get around us yeah um and we just stay in the this state of turmoil and bound. Just bound is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. We're bound by it. Um, but you know, when you're bound, you do things to set yourself free. Right. So and that was kind of the only thing I, the only story I really have from this week. I was really I did some yoga. Um I did some um um I did a lot of reading. Uh, a lot of self-reflecting stuff. So nothing that's like like podcast funny worthy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what, what something that is funny and you can probably relate to this is isn't it funny how like no matter how old you get, you can instantly turn into like a nine-year-old. Oh yeah, your little kid comes out. Isn't that funny? Oh like, yeah. No matter what it is, like, I, don't, I, don't care, I don't care I'm almost 40. Let me, let me explain what happened mm-hmm. was this weekend, uh, Golden Eye was re-released for the Nintendo Switch. And mom, you're probably wondering what GoldenEye is. It's a James James Bond game. Okay. Oh. Now this game originally came out. Let me see. I'll tell you why this is so important to this story. GoldenEye 64 came out probably 20 years ago. 1997. So how many years is that? 25? Mm-hmm. Um, 25 years ago, this game came out and this was something that like, if you were, if you're my age range and you had a Nintendo, like everybody played GoldenEye, it was like the thing, right? So over the weekend they released, they re-released the game and y'all, this game couldn't look any shittier. <laughs> like it's 25 year old graphics, right? Like oh, it doesn't even make sense. It's not even conducive to today's day and age. Oh no. It's just like not, it's like not it, you know? Mm. Uh, and so I, <laughs> I literally decided to, uh, to play Dan and I, cause it's a game we used to play back in the day. My, you know, my best friend, Dan, we decided to play online with each other. Mm-hmm. Y'all, you would have thought, first off, it's crazy how you can still remember every last inch of a video game. Oh, geez. Like, really? Oh yeah. We were, pl- y'all, you would have thought we, we played for hours. You would have thought oh that we were, we were like nine all over again, whatever we were when it came out. Like it was like, it was like nothing had changed. Oh, it was wow. like literally like nothing had changed. And that's honestly, it's like why I understand Disney adults. Uh-huh. I'll never be a Disney adult. Okay. Like I just, it, I don't think Disney ever meant that much to me. I enjoyed going to the park, but I was never really like, it's, it wasn't my thing. My thing was Nintendo. Right. Yeah. So going back and like playing this game from 25 years ago <laughs> i mean you would have thought literally that like it, that no time had passed <laughs> so as i sit here and i poo poo on disney adults those that are still in love with it like i get it. it takes you to this place 
And Dan, it was, it was like, it was like Dan and I were 10 years old again, like playing with each other in the basement of his house. <laughs> and then we also were, we also then once again reflected on why we know why our parents were always so mad at us. The game is so violent. <laughs> like oh. it's so violent and inappropriate. There's no way in the world I let my kid play that game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we would have been about 12, I guess. There's no way. Yeah. His mom was his mom would get on us all the time. Yeah. And we're like, man, she's such a stickler. <laughs> See, Patsy was stricter than I was. Yeah. You wouldn't I even know. I didn't even know. You didn't know. You're just Duh. naive. Duh. Naive down in the Yeah. Down <laughs> we were down in the basement. What we were doing. You don't know what was going on in that basement. I did. You thought the best, but it was actually the worst. I didn't. And you know what? <laughs> I don't need to know. <laughs> That's right. That's the way. <laughs> That's the way to think about it, okay? <laughs> you lived through it. For, yeah, I did. I survived it. Do we have a quote for today, Mom? We do. Let's do it. It's from The Essential Rumi, which is a, a book of Rumi, Rumi's poetry that's been rewritten for today's day and age. Submit to a daily practice. Your loyalty to that is a ring on the door. Keep knocking. And the joy inside will eventually open a window and look out to see who's there. And that is all about meditation. And it's hard to, you know, to dedicate yourself to, to doing that daily. It is hard. It is very hard. But if you, if you can only do it for a minute, and then add another minute next week or whatever. Now that's what I always tell people. I'm like, if I, mm-hmm. I'm like, they're like, I can't sit for 30 minutes. I'm like, nobody can at first. Mm-hmm. I could barely do it after like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, but if you can do it like literally for a minute. Yes. For like the first week and then like two minutes. Every week add a minute till you get to like 10. Yes. Like you won't, you won't even like feel it. And like, yeah, you're going to be all distracted. Because here's the thing is I'm getting back into meditation now. I'm doing like mm-hmm. all the things I know I need to do. Mm-hmm. Right, like I'm really trying to like get myself together over here. Mm-hmm. Journaling for those that keep telling me, so many people mm-hmm. like you got to start journaling. I'm like, I sent you okay. a new journal. Did you get that? I did. Okay, but it's not really a journal. Journal. No, it's not. It's a workbook. It, yeah, it's like a workbook yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, did I not tell you I got it? No. Oh, and I didn't tell you I posted on social media. Oh, I which is know. the 2023 equivalent just, of just telling somebody something. Yeah. <laughs> You don't tell anybody anything. You just post it on social media. On every like, day, I'll never know, know what's going on. I know it's true. Mm-hmm. If you don't listen to this podcast, my family will never know what's happening with me. This is it. <laughs> right. Here's the true story right here. This is it. This is it. Uh, it's tough though. It's tough, but I know it's it's beneficial. Um, and I'm gonna keep keep doing it because I know it is. I know it is important. Let me tell um, you a little story about that that I, I okay. just thought about. You know, I meditate every day. Yeah. Um, and it depends on you know, the day, how long that might be. But on Saturday morning, you know, I I had this eulogy ahead of me and I was really anxious about the day and how it would go because um, in remembering Judy, it, it brought up all the lives of the people I've lost in my family. Yeah. And so I was really having a really hard time with that. And during my meditation, it came to me that the part of me that was hurting was my little girl. You know, mm. we all have that little child inside of us. Right. And once I realized that, I was able to allow my adult to be in charge, so much so 
that when I drove up to the funeral home and I parked my car, I said, okay, little Nancy, you wait right here. I have to go in there and take care of things, but I'll be back and pick you up later. Mm. And that was so freeing for me. Mm -hmm. That was so freeing. But that came to me during my meditation slash prayer time of just Mm -hmm. being still, you know, just being still and listening and waiting and uh, not trying. It's interesting. It's interesting. Like, Mm -hmm. again, I'm just, I I still get really distracted with it, but I know it's good. And like, I'll, um, I know I need it right now. I know that like, I've got to like, get my brain back to being right. So, um, yeah. I do well. It's a good story. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I had, I'm back in therapy and I love doing therapy and it's super helpful. And it really is. Like, it's just crazy how having, like, having somebody external listen to your internal thoughts mm-hmm. is so beneficial. And I hope of anything that you do from this podcast, if you get anything from it, it's like therapy really is. And, I, and like, I love, I love better help and I highly recommend it, but I hope that like, like me talking about going to therapy really makes you feel comfortable with the idea. Cause to me, I'm, it's like, it's like, I, it's like a hobby of mine now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I enjoy it. Oh yeah. I enjoy it. You know? So I really, it really is great. Um, it, it makes you feel like your best self. It helps you get to that point. That's why I'm glad to be back in therapy focused on me again. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, honestly, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's flexible. It's affordable. It's entirely online. Just fill out this brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no problem. No additional charge, no nothing. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash Kramer. It's betterhelp.com slash Kramer today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kramer. Also, today's podcast is brought to you by AG1. Mom, did you bring your AG1 or are you going to use mine? You know it. Okay. <laughs> so I was going to say, I don't think I have two months of one. No. I've, um, it's right AG1's right great. It's a daily powder that you take and, and you can actually take it with you too with it, with these, uh, these travel packs. Mm-hmm. I started taking AG1 because I was having digestive issues, but I feel like it's become so much more than just that. And if you're looking for like the easiest way to get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day out right, I can't think of an easier way to do it. It just keeps you on track with like a ton of good stuff for your body. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Kramer. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash Kramer to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Certified fans, thank you so much. Uh, Love you. Love your support. Appreciate you guys being so patient with us as we're doing the show the most janky way possible today from an ironing board. It's new for us. It's pretty wild. It's all-time low. (laughs) Maybe one day we have enough people we can actually just buy a studio space or whatever. <laughs> um, so. Uh, oh no, that would that would be way too scary. Yeah, that would way seem too that would seem way too serious. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be on the ironing board. I feel like. Me too. 
Um, but if you uh, if you want to support our show, I'll make this real short today. If you want to support our show, uh, it's it's six dollars a month. You get a bunch of perks. Text the word fans F A N S to eight 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 Kramer eight. We don't have anybody new today, so I'm going to spin the wheel, and we're going to dedicate today's episode to certified fan number two fifty four. Jordan L. Jordan L. from the lovely Mesa, Arizona. Love seeing Arizona people here. It makes me so happy because I was like, that's the worst radio of my life. <laughs> Y'all still following me, man. That's huge. Jordan L., you're, uh, you're a soul of, of, of amazingness. I know you have an amazing soul. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, we are so thankful for you. You've been with us now for quite some time, July of 2020, and that's just uh, that's amazing. So mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you so much for your support. It's uh, this is all about Jordan L today. So, mom, let's give Jordan a whoop whoop. Okay, whoop whoop to Jordan L from Arizona. We're so grateful for you. Thank you. We are. Thank you. And if you want to join our uh, our, our fam fan club, uh, our then just fan, text the word fam club. Yeah, that's it. Uh, text <laughs> the word fans F A N S to eight 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 Kramer eight. All right, mom, that's gonna do it for you today. Okay. I uh, will see you back at the ironing board tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, I'll see you in about ten minutes for dinner, and the okay. and we'll, we'll, we'll come out of our We'll come out of our rooms and, and we'll just I'll eat dinner. I'll meet you in the middle. We'll, we'll be mother-son for once, not just podcast co-host. That's right. All right. Love, I love you, you forever. We call this Mental Health Monday. This is my friend Leah Aguirre from San Diego. She's a therapist there. If you want to work with somebody awesome, she's really great. And um, hopefully you can get to know her through the podcast and then maybe delve into some private practice with her or just follow her on social media and learn more on there. <laughs> What are, you, what are you laughing about? <laughs> you don't, you, you Why are you really, laughing before the heal your wounds conversation? You just seem really excited about it. I, I, I am excited about it. And let me tell you why I'm excited about it. Because what you're going to see in the course of a couple of these episodes is like, I feel like some things are said and they sound really good, right? Like some of these, th- some of these therapy terms sound really cool. And I, I enjoy the way they sound and the ideas behind them, but I'm just like, what, like, what, like, what is that and how, and like all that. Right. So a term that you're going to hear a lot when it comes to self-development is you got to heal your wounds. Right. And Mm -hmm. love it. Love it. I do. You do. And like, I'm sure a hundred percent of us listening right now are like, absolutely. You got to like, just take care of old things and make sure that you're healed. I mean, like literally I am post-divorce. I can't tell you how many times, People have told me, well, you got to heal first before you start mm-hmm. dating or you got to heal from when, when you heal, then like, it's just like, oh, okay. So today yeah. we're breaking, we're breaking down heal, basically healing your wounds. And what does that actually mean? Because now that I'm going back into this next, what I, what feels like another dark night of the soul, uh, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hello, we're here. Um, <laughs> I, I know that, and Leah, we've, we've even talked. I mean, it's something when, when you and I even talked, it was like, we right. have, there, there's wounds here that need that to be healed. Deep, right. That are not good. That are, that have nothing to do with what's going on in the present moment. Right. And instead, and that's obviously, and listen, I'm, I'm a therapy guy, man. I've been doing therapy for 12, 12, 13 years. And I like therapy. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, but there's certain things where you you finally get to a point where you're like, okay, what is the objective here? Because I don't really quite know what it means to heal your wounds and what does that look like? So when you – because you haven't used that with me. You haven't used yeah. that term with me. Like what 
what does that mean and how in the world do we accomplish that? How do wounds actually get healed when you're working with clients? So, well, I come from this very specific lens, this trauma-informed lens where I look at how past experiences, especially adverse experiences, so anything that threatens our sense of safety and well-being, not necessarily physical, but emotional well-being, right? So it could be a divorce. It could be like losing your job. It could be a natural disaster. It could be a car accident. So it's really anything that threatens your sense of safety. And the thing is, so that's my lens. So any, if we have any of these experiences, which most of us have had, and we have not had a chance to recover from them, or they've compounded, so they've built on one another, we have complex trauma, then we tend to carry those into our everyday experiences, even if we don't, even if we're not completely aware of it. Right. And you think from the, the, the small assessment you've done, you think I have wounds. I mean, most of the things I've talked about publicly, so it's not like we're really hiding anything at this point, but you think that even like coming back to like the childhood bullying and stuff like that, which obviously I'm not, uh, even though I'm turning 40 this year, I know it's, it's crazy. It doesn't seem like I'm that far removed from childhood, but, um, I, I, I don't think about that anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. and I honestly, like, I don't even think about divorce. Like my ex-wife is remarried. Okay. Like let's, let's like break this down for a second. Like, um, none of these things do I really think about on a daily basis, but when there's under, under the surface stuff, like, well, let's, let's, let's go back to the bullying thing. Cause I think that like, there's probably no matter who's listening, there's probably some childhood trauma that you've got. Right. That you don't even, you probably don't even think about unless somebody refers to it, unless you got a therapist friend that just wants to bring that shit up. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, so I like, how do you know the wounds that are there? And then what do you do? Because I guess, I guess here's what my, my assumption with, with who, with healing your wounds is that time will kind of heal them. And that's what, when when it comes to the intensity of my life, like for example, the job loss a couple of years ago, like I I put work into it, but I would say the the number one thing that's made me feel better about it, even the divorce, even working with a therapist, I mean, the number one thing that's made me feel the best about it is just time. It's just taking time. That's what I tell people. People ask me like, like, what was the best thing that ever happened or to help you kind of get over the divorce? And the answer really was just time. And and that kind of seems to be like a reoccurring theme with when I go through traumatic things. So I think time is helpful because it gives us space, meaning we aren't in it. We're not in that crisis moment and we have a little bit more perspective, right? Because now when you talk about your divorce and we talk about that relationship, you're able to see, okay, that like I wasn't my best self in that marriage or I wasn't able to be who I am, right? And really like honor my values and things that matter to me. You right, you've said this and that right. took time because you have perspective. You're not in it. You're not in the middle of heartbreak and in the middle of that survival mode that a lot of people during divorce proceedings go through. So you have this time and perspective. So time is helpful, but there's some experiences, especially as little kids, like in our, in our youth that we don't have the cognitive capacity to fully understand, right? So mm. I use this like I use the example of getting lost in a grocery store as like if you were, you know, if you lost your parents in the grocery store at age five, and maybe you're like, okay, that really wasn't traumatic. It's really insignificant. 
clearly I found my parents. Things are fine. I'm fine. I'm safe. It wasn't a big deal. But in that moment, if you as the child thought they left me, like I did something wrong, I'm not good enough, whatever, whatever beliefs come up out of that experience. And you, like most children don't have the capacity to really see it from any different perspective. Like it's very egocentric or very, the, the world revolves around us as a kid, right? So we think of, think of those experiences in those terms. So we have an event that we didn't fully recover, recover from or multiple events that bring up that same theme. It builds and it's hard to have as an adult, an objective understanding of current stressors when we have this template essentially from past experiences that made us feel unsafe or unwanted, right? Or mm. not good enough. So really the idea is, is especially early childhood experiences, you know, a lot of clients will come to me with, for, for something current. And when we look at past experiences, they'll realize, oh, actually, you know, this parent struggled with mental health. And so they weren't as present as they could be, or, you know, I lost a childhood friend or I was bullied in school. And when you look at that, those earlier adverse experiences really impact us more than we're aware of. Mm -hmm. And we take those templates and those themes of not being good enough or not feeling safe or not feeling wanted or maybe feeling helpless or hopeless into our day-to-day lives as adults. So when they, when, when people talk about healing your wounds and I don't love it because I feel like it's just very vague. I think it's important to a find a therapist that is open to exploring and processing past experiences and trauma. Some therapists aren't, aren't in that realm of therapy. They don't do trauma work, which I think is a little bit silly because everyone has some type of trauma, even if they don't have trauma responses or PTSD symptoms, everyone has some impactful life experiences. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's invulnerable to that. But so I think it's important to find a therapist that's willing to go, go down those roads with you and explore that. And then I think sometimes we just, you don't necessarily have to do a trauma-based therapy like EMDR, which is what I'm trained in, which is eye movement desensitization reprocessing, but being able to like grieve that childhood experience or hold space for that little kid that, you know, was lost in the grocery store and thought they were left behind and mm-hmm. honor those experiences. And as an adult with that wise perspective, being able to be like, okay, like this is what was going on. This is probably why I feel this way just even holding space and talking through it can be incredibly healing. Um, and I don't think, but I, the thing is, I don't think people are aware of how those earlier experiences actually can be even considered wounds. Right. So I think to begin with, a lot of people don't know that those experiences are triggering and upsetting. Right. And then especially when the years go by, then it's kind of like, what? so like what, when it comes to, let's just take, let's take as adults, like, I mean, does all this stuff have to happen in early childhood or is there trauma that we have as adults that we're still not able to really process? Um, no. So there are things that could happen as adults for sure. Um, especially I think there are things, you know, we're in a cult, we're in a culture that's very much like go, 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 get over it, move on, pick yourself up, dust yourself off. You're fine. So I think even recognizing, Oh, like that breakup in college and that's, that was, you know, that was something that actually really hurt me and made me feel completely damaged or whatever it is. Or, you know, when I lost my parent, I grieved it, but I didn't realize how, how impactful that was actually to lose Mm -hmm. that parent. So sometimes it's even just recognizing that these experiences are in fact 
still weighing on us. And then being able to go back, I think we tend to think that we need to get over things quickly, we need to grieve quickly. And I think too, even acknowledging that we might grieve someone for the rest of our lives, it just won't be as painful or as difficult can be nice because then we feel that weight of like, okay, I can still grieve. I can still have love for this person. I can still hold them in my heart and it's not something bad or negative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if we wanted to, (laughs) this is heavy. This is a heavy episode. Um, If you, if you wanted to start, I mean, could, should you really start with just any therapist to even start to uncover these wounds, I, or do you I have to Im- like immediately, immediately go? Because I'm just thinking, like, obviously, I spend a lot of time in this space, and so do you. Um, but if I'm just listening, maybe I've never started therapy, but I'm like, wait a minute, there was something really like traumatic that happened in my childhood. Like, do I need to immediately go to an EMD, EMDR therapist, no, or like? I don't think no, no. But I think you want a therapist that has, if you like, for example, on Psychology Today, has they do trauma work. They work yeah. with people that have experienced trauma, or because I think. Again, m- most therapists, like most of us, you'll, all of us have experienced trauma. So sure. it's, it's, it's weird to me when a therapist says like, I don't do that, but you want someone who feels comfortable and equipped to hold space and to provide that support for you. So looking at like psychology day profiles that has trauma listed as something they can support you in, like they'll have specialties, you know, or areas that they can help you. So looking for that, you don't necessarily need to go to an EMDR therapist or, you know, like there are different types of trauma therapy, but um, I think just finding a person who on their profile shows that they understand trauma. Mm -hmm. So check it out. (laughs) Well, now we've had a very traumatic episode. Um, Well, I think, I think something just to think about as we wrap up though, is like, you're not alone. So if you, have something you've been holding on to or f- avoiding or feeling like you don't want to go back there and nobody will understand. Chances are almost everyone in every room has experienced something not exactly like you've experienced, but it's experienced trauma. And so know that you aren't alone and there are lots of people out there to support you. How do we get in touch with you, Leah? You can find me on social media, on Instagram at hurt your empowerment. And I link everything, including my website, links to the blog and book. And yeah, if you just want to connect to over there, check it out. (laughs) It is the little things. And that's exactly what research has shown when it comes to being in love that everyday moments of connection are what matter the most in relationship. And the paired app sends you daily prompts to increase your connection and intimacy with your partner. That's what this is. Have you tried this yet? Like this is what this app is all about. And we've been trying to, to promote this to you for the last couple of months. And it's really, it's been fun for my mom and my dad to uh, to be able to do it. And uh, the Paired app offers daily questions, games, and guided conversations designed from experts that allow you to do something meaningful for your relationship every single day. Like if I were to ask you, honestly, do you do something meaningful for your relationship every single day right now? Would you? And would, what would you be able to say? The best part is you don't get to see your answers until they answer it as well, right? Or you don't get to see your an- your partner's answer until you answer it. So you guys don't get to see each other until like before. So it's kind of fun to do it that way. Using the app for just five minutes builds a deeper knowledge that allows you and your partner to connect, boost intimacy, and fall in love again and again. So for Valentine's Day gift that lasts well beyond the holiday, head to paired.com slash Kramer. For those that never know what to get for Valentine's Day, this is it. Uh, you get a seven-day free trial plus 25% off when you sign up for a subscription, okay? 
Just head to paired, P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash Kramer and sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using paired. Happier relationship starts here. If you care, you pair. All right. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being my family. I'm going to go spend time with my, my birth mother now. And, uh, I, got, I got a lot of moms. I do. I got a lot of moms in this this community. But my birth mother is who I'm going to spend time with. As she's she, she's literally mom. What are you walking in with? Oh, she's walking in my laundry. So, <laughs> all right. I'm going to go have dinner with her. Love you. See you tomorrow. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.